fandom? Well, I'm glad you asked. Fandom is your obsession with TV, movies, comics, and books. Fandom is debating whether or not Goku or Superman would win in a fight. Clearly, it's Batman. Fandom is about liking things. Join us weekly on Fandom as we talk about all of that and more. Subscribe at fandompodcast.com. She speaks with the might of a hundred soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she does. This is the voice of our revolution. Think of the children. Okay, first, I'm not a princess. I'm the daughter of the chief. Same difference. No. If you wear a dress and you have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. There's rumors spreading around. Brought to you by Texas Town. That shack outside. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to our best little podcast in Texas episode uh, where we are going to say the word whorehouse over and over. Until Governor Abbott takes your power away, which may be any time. Made for me. It's so good. (laughs) Brought to you by Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, who argued before the Supreme Court that you do not have the right to use a dildo. Thanks, Ted Cruz. Ted, why are you such a killjoy? Thanks, Ted. He's a dildo on him and change his mind real quick. (laughs) Uh, Indeed. But it's our our best little whorehouse in Texas episode. Um, uh, Our continuing series on Disney princesses, who we have amended to include Dolly Parton. She's a Disney princess. And uh, her second film, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Uh, as I mentioned, I had never seen this movie before. Brooke, you'd never Nor seen this movie I. before. I'm shocked that JB had. I mean, some things just go wrong on when you have the movie channel with Joe Bob Briggs. No, they're good. <laughs> or horribly right. I was yeah. gonna say this. This is right. This isn't wrong. <laughs> I, I, I actually, so I actually, Brooke, I, I think what. So my my brother and I watched all. We tried to watch all of the AFI top 100s. Um, this is in the late 90s, right? But what happened is when you're watching, when you spin off into weird tangents. So when we were watching the musicals, right? Because we were trying to watch Singing in the Rain and all the musicals at once. I think we spun off into you know all of these best little whorehouse because of the you know it was obviously a stage it was on stage at that time too so it kind of ended up in that vacuum but um i don't remember it like i do now so i'm glad we watched it again melissa when do you remember watching this what was what age were you do you remember i was very young i must have been like eight nine years old yeah um my stepdad had a vhs of it and it had the word horror in it, and I was like, whoa, so, you know, got to try that, got to watch it, and I, I'd never heard of it, I didn't know who was in it, but it, I loved it, I mean, musicals in general, mostly, I love most musicals, but this one was just so much fun, I mean, even at that age, it was so much fun, and you know, despite the title, it's not that dirty, really, I mean, there's a little bit of nudity, but for something with Whorehouse in it, there's there really no sex going on. Do they imply it? You know, but it's not graphic at all. Not as much nudity as I thought. It's 
is pretty tame, but it's just so much fun. The, the only part I feel dirty about is every time Don DeLuise came on screen and looked like Tucker Carlson. He was so gross looking in this movie. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. I hate his character so much. Oh, but you so know, bad. it's funny. When I was, well, I've seen this many times even when I was a kid. And, and like, you know, there's times when I was like, God, what a character. I, I Thank God this person doesn't actually exist. But now nearly 40 years later, I feel like it's pretty normal for people like him buffoons basically to have a platform and be on tv like that it's it's kind of scary how much we regressed you know because he would have been an oddity back when was this made 81 82 right um he would have been a little bit of an oddity back then and today i mean how many times do you see clips of these weirdos mostly religious you some kind of evangelical or whatever just go on crazy over something you know like being a buffoon and and so uh yeah every time yeah every time he was on screen i was like oh but the dirtiest part for me was when burt reynolds had to hand him the socks so he could (laughs) slip it in his pants that was so bad (gasps) oh it made me want to vomit man i was like god yeah it's that's an interesting point i you know andy i i thought I, every time I saw Dom DeLuise, I was thinking that wrong person's running for office because nowadays that seems to be the person that would end up, you know, as a House of Representative or Senator or something. That... Yeah, he could be related to Marjorie Taylor Greene and you'd believe it. Oh my gosh. Or totally. That guy totally has a show on OAN right now. That's, <laughs> that's what's Hello. happened. And, and, and he's running for state representative next year. But he's so, not running against Andy because he'd get his butt kicked. I don't know about right. that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so. Fingers anyway. crossed. Let's 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 see what the news is later this week, folks. Anyway. So, have any of you seen the stage play? No. Like, There's okay, a stage play? No. Yeah, but I would love to. See, so I was. I haven't seen it either, and I was wondering. That's always the question I like to ask: is how similar is it? Um, you know, like, like you all know, my big thing with Sweeney Todd is how I, I think they screwed up on making a good movie out of an exceptional musical, right? And so I was just wondering if people had seen this and had any thoughts about it. But maybe it's something we'll have to all go uh, when it comes to San Antonio. We'll have to go together. Oh, I would, I would go do that. I have a question for Andy, though. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> was this movie what you expected it to be? Was it? Dirtier? Oh, absolutely. Was it really? I was shocked by it. I'm not even going to lie to you guys, and I feel like that is really bizarre coming from me. But I, I really thought. I don't know what I thought. I wasn't expecting to see boobs, like full boobs, in the first <laughs> like ten minutes, and I didn't understand what was coming, and. Like, my little brain was totally titillated in many senses of the word. All right. Well, I just wasn't expecting it. I thought it was lovely, but it was. I'm just so desensitized by actual pornography that it's just like, oh, boobs, cool. Could you watch so much of it? (laughs) That's the joke, (laughs) Moses. Yes. Uh, yes, uh, but no, I, I was just like, oh, because now here's the thing. Yes, it's an R-rated movie and there's boobs, but like 
there are dozens of PG movies I grew up with that also have boobs in them. All kinds of boobs. Oh, boobs, boobs like everywhere. that? Boobs yeah. everywhere. No Airplane. Airplane. Boobs, boobs everywhere. Full boobs. Boobs all over. What? It's, I've never seen and, Airplane, so I wouldn't know. I wouldn't oh, my know. Gosh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, come on, You need bro. to watch Why? Airplane. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Like, don't you think it would have been on my list of influential movies had I seen it? It wasn't on the list. Yeah, well, that's a movie I couldn't have watched with you, Brooke, because it had boobs in it. <laughs> yep. I couldn't be like, hey, let's put an airplane because I would have been like, I can't show this to a girl. Scandalous. He would've, he would've, I already had boobs. They weren't surprising to me. Uh, well, I know, like, but, well, but you weren't at Cougar. That's you a lie. Cougar. I did not have boobs back then, let's be honest. <laughs> you weren't at Cougar Rentals. That's yes, what Andy's talking about. You can't go up to the front at Cougar Rentals with your boob video. And they, they, they would guilt you. But, I mean, Brooke, we were the kids that, I mean, we watched Tommy Boy at Melissa Harrington's house. And when the scene in the hotel room happened with implied <laughs> masturbation, we fast forwarded it because it was so scandalous. And, you know, I mean, that's it's true. that's what growing up in Provo was like. I was so, afraid to watch Swing Kids because it was PG-15. Right? See? So, I mean, Airplane, um, I mean, there, I don't know, there's there's it other movies with like side like movies. Yes! It even yeah. has a it even has a blow up doll. It does have a blow up he doll. He blows in it up too. the blow up doll by blowing into its uh, air, air spout, which is conveniently located on his. <laughs> like yeah. it is the most not PG. Okay, movie. I know what I'm watching tonight. It's it's like the naked <laughs> gun when he pulls out the dildo attached to the weed eater, and you're like, yeah, how is this movie PG? Like, I haven't yeah. seen that either. Yeah, there there are. But, like, that was a thing in, like, 80s, 90s comedies is, like, especially before PG-13, you could get away with, like, a little bit of boobs. I think here it's that boobs were in a sexual context and that they were either about to or had just been having sex. Not the And boob, therefore the, the MPAA boob. makes... Yeah. We've got a whorehouse right yeah. here Populating. in Texas. So, you know, there, you know, again, the like silliness of the moral outrage over it. But to your broader point, Brooke, yeah, this was exactly what I expected because I'm like, it's a campy musical with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds about, you know, the this tawdry little place and how they're going to try and shut them down. And the, the girls are the good guys and they're going to sing about it. And I was basically expecting Music Man. I mean, uh, yeah. you, got, you got some of that. I mean, there's it's, a little. Yeah, if the music man, if, <clears throat> if he'd been a bad guy. There you go. That's a, is actually a what this is. This is, okay. this is the reverse music man. Instead of teaching everyone to play music, he's shutting down a, <laughs> shutting down a brothel. Or a chicken or a chicken house. A chicken what ranch. Yeah. Chicken ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I found, yeah. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, Melissa, for for sure uh, recommending this and absolutely correct in in how much um, I enjoyed this. And as I mentioned in in a previous episode, I think at every point in my life up until about a year ago, 
I would have been like, nah, I'm not interested in watching that movie at all. Either too anti-boobs, like loose morality, (laughs) too anti-country pastiche, too anti-Burt Reynolds. I went through all of these phases. I understand that last one. (laughs) Yeah, and and now I'm just like, yeah, Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds, whorehouses in Texas. Yeah, let's do it. I just, this was great fun. I can't believe you yeah. turned down boobs. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the most disappointing part of that whole sentence. Um, I, I will say that the, you know, the musical it says is rated R for adult themes and language, um, which I don't remember the language part being, you know, any worse. I mean, he, like he's, a he says order some episode. shits and goddams and piss ants and yeah. There's the whole thing where he they they made it out like he was swearing so much more than than he was at him. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. There were a few there were a few cuss words in there, at least enough to make Gomer pile upset. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Even though yeah. he said bitch himself, which I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. Gomer. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Easy, Gomer. Easy with the B word. So. Well, I, I, you know, I guess it is adult themes is so tricky, right? And we can go into the, the pastiche, like the litany of th- movies that were rated R that we can't figure out why and movies that we were rated PG-13 that should obviously be R, right? Um, mm-hmm. to, the, to like the South Park movie making the big joke out of it. Like how many R F words can you get before your movie goes to be rated R, right? <laughs> well, let's live it up. So yep. I guess adult themes in 1982, Andy, is if they had called it the best chicken ranch in Texas, would it have been rated R? I mean, that's part of it. But I mean, still, at the end of the day, this is about a business where people pay money for sex. Right. And that is still frowned upon and illegal in most places in our country, even though it is exists like as an open secret everywhere and that is also a problem because the the criminalization of it has led to it being run largely by criminals and sex traffickers and i don't like you know i mean i don't I don't want to romanticize what, you know, what was actually happening at the actual chicken ranch, because I have no idea what actually happened there. But I mean, here it's like these are women owning their sexuality and being a business being run by a woman and everybody's well behaved and everybody's happy. Yeah, I don't I don't see the vice in that. And that's I think the I think that's the message here. Just yeah. like and they say that a couple of, of times. Like don't uh don't misconstrue sin for um sin for vice or illegal for sin or something like that. You know? I I don't know. They said don't like, don't misconstrue nice. crime for sin. There there, there it is. You go. Yeah. Yep. Crime for sin. Well, and it's 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 funny, and Annie, you and I both know this. When you know when you teach an ethics class, 
you have four quadrants, right? You have stuff that's legal and ethical. You have stuff that's illegal and unethical. And then you have those very interesting quadrants of legal and unethical, but illegal and ethical, right? And and we spend a lot of our time, I think, in society, people arguing about some of those facets, right? Like in this case, you see something that is ethical, right? People owning them their own right to earn a living, right? Capitalism 101, do what you will with the Nozickian ground you were, you're on, but considered illegal by certain groups, right? And I, I always find that fascinating in movies and ethics in general of um, where those definitions come from, right? Because what, what people think is ethical versus legal is, is a very slippery slope. Um, but no, I'm with you. I love, I love the, um, even where the movie drags at times and becomes a little ham handed. I, I love how this movie was put together. I like the music. Um, like you said, Melissa, the choreography is spot on. Um, I love the parts where people, I love every hotel scene when there's a musical number and it involves people running out of hotel rooms with hats over their junk or whatever. Like that kind of stuff just kills me. Um, Always so funny. It's like the, yeah, it is. It's the never-ending Abbott and Costello trope. Um, but I, I think that's a really important message, Andy, and one that I didn't really focus in on until you just said it. Um, you know, leave leave it alone, right? I really. Are you done, JB? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I really like that she adds into the song that there is no need for a pimp. Like they're very yeah. much separating themselves out from this um, idea of abuse and being taken advantage of. And again, in practicality and reality, there's all sorts of gray areas in how these things pan out, right. but there would be much less of them if people got to own it themselves and decide for themselves. And if it wasn't criminalized, then the entire process of it I am all for decriminalizing prostitution and me too um, I think that it's something that should have happened a long time ago Andy you and I had a conversation about OUR today or this last weekend um, which it's unfortunate that people can't see how supporting that organization and not supporting legalizing prostitution are at odds with each other and, you know, I have some friends that I'm involved with right now where we're trying to make ethically safe porn sites where it is known where the material is coming from. It is paid for, it is sourced, it is people contributing and then owning their own content after they contribute it to the site. Like, these are things that should be happening and legally there should be spaces where people can have access to pornography that is educational, that's fun, that's sexy, that's all of these things that isn't staged, that isn't manipulated, that isn't reinforcing negative sex roles amongst consenting adults. Like it the way that everything is being run right now is creating the issues and just supporting an organization like OUR isn't going to do it. Having a place like the best little whorehouse in Texas, if it were really being run like that, that's how you do it. That's how you fucking do it. That's how you make it amazing and incredible. And there, there are places and there are sites that support like ethically owned 
like women owning their bodies and these things happening and it should be more widely accessible it really should be and i um i think that it would be beautiful if something like this could exist and that the whole town were behind it and that that old woman saying well i hear nowadays some women like to do it themselves not the case for me. But I have every week. It's so, it's so funny. But there are people who are asexual. There are people who have partners who need other things. Like these are things that criminalizing it only creates problems, and it gives power to the wrong people. To add on to that, Brooke, because I think that's an excellent point. Is um, you know, despite the fact that they, in the end they lost and they had to shut down. I feel like this was still a very sex positive uh, movie. You know, um, the women were never portrayed as like whores the way that that movies often portray them. You know, none of them were like drug addicts or none of them had like, you know, all these like issues with violence or other things, you know. Um, And when they were singing in the end, the last song um, the, where they were all singing together, Hard Candy Christmas, they were all saying that what they wished for now that they couldn't be at the chicken ranch. And that's portraying them as actually human, like with desires and wants and, and a future. And some of them were even like, maybe I'll settle down. Maybe I'll find a man and make it my own. You know, they're not there like how whores are usually portrayed, you know, being like, uh, just a sex machine, just a cum dumpster. You know what I mean? Like these are actual women and they they have desires beyond working at the chicken ranch. And But they, they never make it seem shameful. They never make it seem like the women hate it or they're only because they need to make a buck. Like they actually seem to enjoy their work. You know, it, it, it's so different from how uh, prostitution is usually portrayed. And, um, so I, I just, I kind of loved that, you know, these were actual human beings. Yeah. yeah I loved that too. Oops. Oh, yeah. I'm not muted. I thought I was muted. Sorry. No. <laughs> oh, I really loved no, that good. too. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll digress for now. I loved it. Yeah. I, uh, first of all, I did not expect uh, cum dumpster to ever be yeah. uttered on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andy, get with the time. That's good. The version of that from Clean Flicks is, um, what would that be? Um, Demon receptacle. Trash trash holder. It would be something terrible. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but I mean, but the the larger like societal impact of that, I, I feel like sex positivity and women owning their own sexuality is you know really when it comes down to it so much of the attempts to criminalize prostitution and control it in this sort of pearl clutching way uh in the way that's portrayed here is about policing women's bodies and about um policing access to sex and i mean the 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 thing they brought up is you know that you could walk around the Capitol in Austin and, you know, within three blocks, find people to do anything you wanted to you. Um, and those are when just the legislature is in session. <laughs> yeah. I am sure that is still true. Yeah. 
And um, that's mostly the people who you voted for. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what heaven is, is getting your ass tickled by a feather. <laughs> but I, I mean, but oh, oh, I, the other thing that I'm, uh, I guess I'm saying here is that the rich and the powerful always have access to this, always. whatever they want, no matter what. And I mean, we, we only even have to look at our recent history uh, with Robert Kraft, the the owner of the Patriots, you know, going to a massage parlor in Florida. And that story has essentially been forgotten. He has faced zero consequences. However, the women who worked at that business have faced consequences. Right. Uh, and, and, and there's been scrutiny there. Uh, we just had an incident a few months ago where this psychopath murdered multiple women in massage parlors in Atlanta, uh, all of whom were either Asian or Latino. And, you know, this, you know, this is what happens by us being patriarchal and sex negative. And... Um, I'm not saying I know what the answer is. Oh, legalize everything, make make it all fine. But this is a much better way. Uh, I mean, I, I recognize this is idealized in in so many ways. But um, but I also I'd, oh sorry, I'd much ahead. rather people like view this than you know any I don't know anything else that. Uh, that is teaching young men about sex. Well, and I think that if you gave women the right to own themselves and to run a little yes. whorehouse in Texas like that, based on my interactions with multiple women in an open lifestyle, I really feel like it would not be that far fucking off. And it would be beautiful and it would so. be amazing and it would be it would just be fun. It would be great. It would be whatever you wanted it to be and it would be controlled and it would be consensual and it would be fun. I did like, Melissa, how you were talking about how they aren't making them out to be whores in the traditional sense because it really is fun the way that they use the words and, and language has such power. And I liked that the only time that he referred to her as a whore was like a huge moment in the movie. Mm, yeah. And the, they made it impactful and they made it powerful and they made him immediately re like remorseful. And you saw it on his face, and his pride was too much, and he still walked away. But it was a turning, pivotal moment for him of, no, I am not going to do this anymore, and I do love her, and we're done. Like, I'm done being the pissant little boy who won't grow up. And I really liked the way that they played around that one moment. I think it was really purposeful and powerful. Yeah, when he came back for her, I was like, oh, damn, you're going to make me like Burke Reynolds now? Damn you. <laughs> you know, damn you. Because I, I do not like Burke Reynolds, generally speaking. But I make an exception for this this particular movie because it's just so delightful, you know? Uh, but, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He did grow up a lot after he made that mistake. And that, you know, that should have been like, you know kind of a fatal mistake for their relationship I, I don't know if I would have taken him back so easily <laughs> if I were her but um, you know it 
yeah, it's there's a lot of growth there, and uh, and just the portrayal of her as someone who is desirable, even though she is a former prostitute. That's another great thing because, you know, it again, you you get either like prostitutes are like drug addict, terrible people who will rip you off and whatever, or you get like pretty woman, and there's like no in between. You know what I mean? That there's it's it's ridiculous and. Um, you know, it's it, it's funny because it's called the world's oldest occupation, and that's for a reason because it's been around since probably the dawn of humankind, and it's not going anywhere. And yet, we continue to persist in treating people, you know, terribly that's if they that. do sex work. You know, like like here in San Antonio, they can't like if you go to a strip club, they can't even show nipple. They have to wear like you know pasties or something. Yeah, uh, but if you go to a men's a club where men are performing they don't have to cover their nipples so fuck you san antonio ordinance for that because <laughs> um, i mean if the areola is so if the nipple is so offensive then why don't men have to wear pasties i don't understand you know but yeah. this is typical you know of sex workers having to capitulate to laws that are discriminating against them um but this movie just it made them seem so great it, it fleshed out all these people no pun intended and you know it just it's it's just great in that sense but then you get like dolly parton and singing and dancing added on to that you know what i mean it's just mm -hmm. like this really wonderful movie i have very few quibbles even though again burt reynolds is in it you know which would normally be a big quibble i have me. very few quibbles <laughs> except the main character the <laughs> but it, you know it's no i so agree with purposely that purposely done like everything you look back on these movies, I really have a hard time understanding how they were being made in the 80s like this. Like, they purposefully made Dulcie May the wholesome, traditional woman that he should be with. And the way that she goes to the door with him and is like, how can I support you? And he looks at her and says, how can I tell her to leave when I only want her to stay? And you can see Dulcie May's heart breaking, but also... 100% supporting him and supporting her and it's it's so intentional and it's such powerful backstory that they are putting into this movie for like total feminist movie like right out the bat like it's it's unreal to me one that I never saw it two that it was made in 1980 was it 82 and that they held such strong themes throughout the entire movie on purpose beautiful and it made a boatload of money in 1982 as well right andy it i mean did. later it but did. it made a boatload of money it was a big Yay. hit yeah. <laughs> and i mean i i don't i i will bring this up because we we've talked about 1982 um i believe that 1982 is perhaps the greatest year in pop culture cinema ever really that it it is if you look at every single movie that came out in 1982, or just it, Empire Strikes Back, if you're in, it is ridiculous. No, that no, came no, out no. Eighty-three. I know. No, is it? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Return of the Jedi. But yeah, no, eighty, eighty. But eighty-two was the Wrath of Khan. That's the only like oh, kind of nerdy nice. movie. But it, it, you have a ton of other movies in eighty-two, from like John Carpenter's The Thing to this to um uh tootsie 
I mean, there, just, just do yourself a favor. Look up all of the movies that came out in 1982. It is a ridiculous list. It's like almost every single week, there's a classic movie that came out. And it's crazy town. And uh, I'm not saying it's the best year in movies ever. It, it definitely isn't. But like pop cinema, it's it's great. And and this is another one of those. I would it's, love it's to talk movie. Tootsie with you guys one day. Oh, yeah. That would be a fun movie to discuss. That's a fantastic movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, it fits It fits kind of right in here, you know, along with 9 to 5 in this. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, clean, clean flicks is killing Brooke. So I just, I literally, we weren't allowed to watch movies. Like, we didn't uh, watch movies unless yeah. it was on Disney. And even then, it was very guarded. Like, I was surprised I got to go see Jurassic Park. Like, that took a lot of bribing. There were, well, no, there were no there were no tits in Jurassic Park. That's why you got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of violence, so yep, yep. But, yep. But, but seriously, Brooke, you should watch it whether we discuss it or not. It, it's about a man who dresses as a woman to get a job in acting, and uh, it, it's there's a lot of like stuff going on there that that I think kind of subverts where the culture was at the time. Sort of like nine to five in this movie. You're right. It's it's movies like that you didn't think would have gotten made 40 years ago yeah. that had strong messages, you know? Uh, it's interesting. But I, I always knew that feminism started, like really got its roots in the 80s, but I never knew how firmly it was in our culture around. Like, I just, I didn't understand. I thought it was more written and like subtle themes under music, but these movies are blowing my mind. I knew well, 95. But it's such a it's such a struggle because you know Andy we've we've talked about this for decades, you know the the whole construct of capitalism where you're supposed to be able to be an independent source of revenue, right? But then only if we tell you to, or or only if you fit within this mold, and it's really frustrating. And and Brooke, I I agree with you. I it was interesting to see all these movies from 1978 to 1984 really start to espouse this ideal and then have it just kind of like in in the in the cultural nuance like it just it's there but we don't we don't grab onto it i mean we do in some ways andy politically right but um with the amount i don't it, it's it's like it got swept under the rug for this overarching capitalism blah 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 nonsense right and um I would have liked to have seen it come out more and it I mean I even remember Andy when when like Madonna would make videos and people would go oh Madonna's doing her own thing right and 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 she's she's owning her music and and her body and what she puts out there but then then what right and then the next news media headline is you know picking apart Madonna for every little thing she does and all this stuff that would never as you said Brooke and Melissa happen to a male rock star right like george michael never got half of the flag for all the stuff he did compared to like a madonna and so you know andy well, but not not in the but, same way but not in the same yeah. way yes yeah and that's and i think that's the discrepancy in it um i don't i i know you you have a lot more um input into that whole socio-political component why we can't i think we are now 
but why back then we couldn't really grab onto this and and make this something you know like where was our aoc in 1982 because of all of this you know what i mean aoc was like negative three years old well besides, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, was coming but, she was coming for us though she was coming <laughs> but you know the yeah, I, I think that what's so great about all of this, though, is, and we keep coming back to this, is it's like super stealth. It's like they were totally sneaking it in there. And it's it's great. Um, yeah. And I feel like for better or for worse, you know, our films today, if, if someone were going to make this in 2021 or 2022, at some point, one of one of the women of the chicken ranch would have to step up and say something about and, and talk about sex positivity. And I'm a feminist and and put a, a literal button on it so that everybody understood exactly what they were saying. I think, you know, kind of the beauty of some of this stuff is that. It, it was all in there and they just they just let it ride and um they didn't feel the need to like you know shine a spotlight on it or make sure that everybody in the audience understood this is feminism listen right. to feminism uh and uh, and it, it and so it Thanks, computer from the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Maximilian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then you you didn't have the backlash of people saying like, "Oh, I hate all this SJW feminist bullcrap" or whatever, uh, because it was kind of stealth, and it's 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 just yeah. it's nice. Yeah. Let me ask you guys. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I have a question for the three of you, your opinion on something. Because you said that 9 to 5 made a boatload of money. It was number two for that whole year. This made a lot of money. So obviously a lot of eyeballs watching these movies. Do you think they got all these messages we're talking about? Or are they just like, oh, I love Dolly. Or, oh, I'm a Burt Reynolds fan. Or, oh, it's a musical. I love musicals. Like, you know, or is it like one of those things like that Nirvana song in Bloom where he's like making fun of people who sing along to his songs but don't understand them you know right. which one is it do you think and that's and that's my that was where i was going melissa is i i i don't know like i feel like traction gets lost somewhere right and i mm -hmm. i think you phrased it so much better i i don't know the answer because it where where is all this money going into making something changing right yeah i don't know and you guys think I, the audience got it though just your yeah. opinion. I mean, I know we were all very young in 1983. <laughs> I think some of and the we were audience watching, We were watching the Cougar Rentals version, so we definitely didn't get it. <laughs> I feel like this was the beginning of subliminal messaging. Yeah. I mean, this is this is also the 80s, though, where, like, the boomer generation starts to kind of diverge, and a lot of the hippies start selling out and voting for Reagan, and take office jobs and uh, trade in the weed for cocaine and you know and are happy with you know we want to be upper middle class and you know screw poor people screw black and brown people 
um, as long as we get for us and ours, um, which was the real message of Reaganomics, by the way, uh, to quote unquote working class white people. Um, and, you know, and then there were the stalwarts who were like, you know, staying with the, you know, the hippie values. And I think they got it. I think the the people who were were doing lines on the mirror in the bathroom didn't give a fuck. You know, they were they were too busy doing whatever else. Um, and I think young Gen Xers and we like either late Gen Xers, early millennials, wherever we kind of fit in that spectrum, like we got it. Um, but I think at the time it was like yeah people people sort of picked up on it but not as many as you would think i mean how many how many assholes have gone to see black panther and like don't get no that. clue yeah yeah because i mean just like a couple years later you had like wall street the movie you know yeah and like greed is good and shit you know and 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 the the fact that american psycho is set in the 80s there's a reason for that yeah. you know um, <laughs> But, you know, it, I would like to think that more people got it than I'm assuming, you know, but considering it was the 80s and what I know of it, what I remember of it, I doubt a lot of people got the message, you know. The movies are still entertaining on their own, I suppose, but but it would, be, it would have been nice if more people got the message. Maybe we wouldn't be in this hole we're in as women, like, trying to dig our way out of this hole we were shoved into, you know what I mean? Like, uh just trying to still gain equality all these years later um, I, um yeah. and, and melissa tell me what you know it seems like every time something like this happens there's some kind of counter to it right it seems like every time something progressively beneficial happens like mm -hmm. the next day you see all this stuff on the news or like you said you see movies and and stuff that counteracts so I'm, I'm wondering, I, I, again, I don't remember this era well, and I might have to look back, but is there something where the powers that be grab the momentum and spin it away? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I sometimes wonder if every time we make a good stride, there's something like that that happens. And, you know, it, we have to regress back to the mean because of something, you know, culturally or artistically that brings us back to that and i wonder if that's part of why we never end up getting the messages right after that there's you know four other action movies where the girl dies at the beginning so you know the hero can do what they need to do that kind of nonsense i, I don't know if over time you've noticed something like that i i do but it, it's not a movie it's rush Limbaugh. Oh, okay. i think he was a direct answer to the feminism whether it was more like under the radar or just completely out there, you know, I think him and his ilk, not just him, but, you know, it, it, I, cause I think he started in the eighties. I'm not completely sure, but, um, yeah, I, I correct. Yeah. yeah late um, 80s, yep. So I, I think that him and people, the rise of people like him was actually a, a direct result of, because one of his most famous taunts was feminazi. Remember that? Yeah. Um, just just demonizing feminists, saying they all just want to burn their bras. They all hate men. Even today, I still hear women, oh, I'm not a feminist. I love men. 
I love men too, but that doesn't make me any less feminist. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just ridiculous. And I I so it wasn't like a set of movies that responded to this moment in the 80s. I okay. think it was the the culture, you know, overall kind of going more conservative. How else could an idiot like George Bush, you know, Herbert Walker, you know, the first George who was uh, president, how could he have possibly gotten elected? He was a moron. But he had an R next to his name and people were starting to get conservative again. Like the 80s was pretty conservative because conservatives protect the money and the 80s was all about greed, you know. Um, but I and so in addition to that, people like Rush Limbaugh get, you know, they start coming to fame. Talk radio in general becomes more of a political thing than it ever was. I mean, before that, it was more sports and news, yeah. but yep. not politics, not opinions as much. Um, so that's my opinion, how I okay. see it. Um, I think, yeah, but but you know what? Somebody like him would have come to power at some point, maybe in the 90s as a, a counterpoint to like the political correctness that started in the 90s. So he would have come no matter what. So I'm glad we have these movies anyway, even if that meant he came to power a little earlier. Do you understand what I'm right, saying? Right, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And I, I think, Andy, you, you probably have a... A similar sense for how the political sphere changes to match the cultural sphere and um, I mean we even see it today where um, you know like you you take your 13 to 15 year olds they don't they don't care about all this stuff they're they don't care what what pronouns Demi Lovato wants to use or what David Archuleta does or doesn't do in his spare time right they, that none of that's important to them um, but while they're doing that, society's trying to minimize their voices, right? By passing laws so they can't vote and redistricting away from the young kids. So I, I think you raise a really interesting point, Melissa, about how it's it's all around them, right? W one movie gets subverted by 10,000 other things that they try to do mm -hmm. during that movement. So that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't have anything to quantify that with. I have no proof. It's just my observations. But but it, it, you know, I, I think that that's, that was the start of a lot of the, you know, a lot of the shit we're still even dealing with today, yeah. unfortunately. Well, I, I think we all love men as long as they have pasties on. I think that's what we've all yeah. learned today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's unfortunate that when we have things like this that are, that are subtle, that are tasteful, that are done with fun and joy, that it does get pushed back against, like... Yeah. Like, I think there are bigger minds at work here that say, oh, wait, this is going to cause too much movement. Now let's fight against it. I just sent you guys in the, the Facebook chat um, a message that I just received from some man who I don't know um, sent me this gif along with the words, hey, sexy. Like, I don't know you. Why are you sending this to me? And it's we're in this constant back and forth between making movement and being pulled back and yeah. it's I don't know I don't know how much was intentional I don't know I, I think you're right though Andy I think the way that they made this movie without having to come out and put a button on it without having to come out and take the hard stand um, is part of what made it so beautiful yeah. do you think if they were to remake this movie today I know we were talking about that if they remade it in 2021, would it be rated R still? Yeah, probably. Well, they'd probably get away with a PG-13. They'd find a way to make it PG-13. 
they'd they'd work with the MPA. Or do you think they would they, they remove two sets of boobs? No. <laughs> they'd just have a lot of they'd have man nudity too and then they'd even it out. Right? Yeah. Man, man there we go. PG thirteen. So Do you think they would keep it as fun and campy or do you think it would just the whole thing would just get spoiled? Well I don't they'd give it to Taikia Wakiti. I can't ever say his name right. Taika Waikiti. Taika Waikiti. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you can do this with this material without it being campy. Yeah. It is yeah. very silly. Unless very they just silly. go That's all in and all so serious. Yeah, but then, yeah. Is that the serious sound effect? I like that. Uh, exactly, <laughs> Melissa. That was so fun. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be fun anymore. I, yeah, but the most you think it's too house hard? The worst. Yeah, the worst. Too hard to make it a, a, a passion piece or like <laughs> with Jim Caviezel. I feel like you would just ruin it now. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, Kirk Cameron would probably get it, and Kirk Cameron would turn it into some coming oh. of age Jesus finding film, right? Oh, God. oh no, he would he oh, would go in with his Bible and convert all all the all the workers, and yeah, and then people would praise him for saving their souls and blah blah blah. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, fucking terrible. Thanks a lot, Kirk. You've already ruined our podcast. I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, but yeah, I, I, I don't know that there's a way to change this material because yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's also, you know, based on a true story and actual history and actual places and events. And so there's like certain things that have to happen within the confines of the story and it has to exist like in that space in the like 70s 80s and yeah. it has um, to actually have burt reynolds that's what you get melissa <laughs> no because <laughs> no, i mean i think you could i think you could put channing tatum in there oh, in the stop it with channing tatum with a porn stash nobody wants to no. see that shit. that would be hilarious i would watch that channing Maybe Chris Pratt. another one i don't like i don't like either but i would watch him with the porn stash in this movie because look i may not like burt reynolds but he he did well in this even the scene yep. you know what i mean he i yeah. mean he's still a good actor it's but channing tatum no in the real story did yeah. the town really rally around her? Did they really get married in the end? Like, I need to know. I don't more. know if they got married in the end. I don't. I don't believe that they did. Did he? No, I think it, it's got to be a Hollywood yes. happy ending. They gave he it did run for legislature. Uh, yeah. no. No, I thought no. he did. That was the end of his political. Really, the the town sheriff. What's I thought... the Wikipedia? Oh, I don't know. The timber. Like, I need. I need details. We need we need a Savannah Smiles type ending for yes. for Brooke and I. Here. Oh Where do they no, go? But, do okay, they I have away? to go back to Channing Tatum for one okay, second. Melissa, back. have you seen Hail Caesar? No, I have not. Okay, just <laughs> you don't have to do it immediately, but at some point, I he is so fun in that. I think really? it could. I think it could change your mind on Channing Tatum. Okay, no, well, I'm willing no, to be no. open-minded about it. I mean, it's not like he's that that guy. Who, who do y'all hate? The the one in the Suicide Squad that you and Marco hate so much? Oh, oh, Jai What's Courtney. Yeah, he's no Jai yeah. Courtney. So, you know, I'll try to remain open-minded, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Channing Tatum's great in 21 and 22 Jump Street, too. So he, he has the And job. Magic Mike. 
I think the problem is, look, Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds. If you like him or don't, he's got a screen presence that Channing Tatum doesn't have. So you need no, that's to go, true. You need to go with like a, you you need a more suave um, than Channing Tatum. That's where I was thinking, like, like someone who can act, like a, well, like a Chris. Pr- I mean, Chris Pratt, but but more rugged, right? Like, um, who who have you got? Who's your rugged? Um, person like that not 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 a warrior um, i was see i i thought i was thinking channing tatum but i'm yeah well you just want to see him in pasties um no, that's true but luckily there are movies for that um how about idris elba well i'll watch idris elba oh yeah oh, I would watch... he was really good in brokeback Ooh, there you go okay i like jake gyllenhaal not Tom Holland, though. We don't want to do that. He could Maybe. put a little mustache on. He could get it. I was thinking yeah. Idris already had the mustache. So yeah. that's where. But you someone like Marty that. Someone Antononi do the other part? Like, what about Tom Hiddleston? With a, with a, a silly porn stash. No, you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to picture him as anything other than a vampire or Loki. <laughs> it's very hard for me to do now because of those two movies. And so, I, you know, when you play a character like Loki, it's just hard. You know what I mean? Like, like there's certain characters, it's hard to not see them as that person. You Once know? you're a god, so, you're always a god. Yep. Even if it's a puny god, yes. That's yes. right. Anyway, I, I just Channing Tatum. I can see where you're going with it, but I don't think he carries. You know, I mean, come on, Gerard Butler made the same film as him and outsold him by like fifty million dollars. If you get outsold by Gerard Butler, you, <laughs> you do not carry a movie. You know what I mean? Anyway, well, Id, Idris Elba or bust. That's my best little whorehouse in Connecticut. We can change it. We can move it around wherever you want. Yeah, but. That's a put a poll up. Um, yeah, who who would who would, who would you cast in a in a remake? Um, well, Robert Downey Jr. Thing is, Mark would hate that. <laughs> the bigger thing is, how do you replace Dolly? I think yeah. Dolly is irreplaceable. Yeah, I don't know how you put anyone but Taylor her in Swift. This movie. Just give her big boobs. <laughs> Taylor Swift is that like our go-to to replace Dolly? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because so I was because I was saying like that. Uh, I wasn't advocating that Taylor Swift is the Dolly Parton. I'm saying I was saying that like if someone in Hollywood were to make this today, they'd be like, "Oh, Taylor Swift. We put her in movies, right?" As evidenced by the fact that she tried to be in a bunch of movies and that never really went anywhere. I feel so. like you could still put Dolly in this. You could. Like you could for, for about seven, more, seven to ten more years at least, right? Dolly yeah. and Betty White have yeah. joined up together. Oh my God, the best, <laughs> the best little white, the uh, white whorehouse in Texas running it together. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still think that that's. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I like how we spun off into that. I apologize for bashing on Channing Tatum. Um, no, well, I, I I brought it up because I wanted to. I wanted to talk about Channing. So that's my fault. Channing, if you're out there, man crush alert. Get your pasties on. Come on. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, 
So what's her name? What's the what's the girl? The American Idol singer. Katy Perry. Oh, no. oh, no. who's got Kelly the talk Clarkson. show now? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I love Kelly Clarkson. She she's wonderful. You know, yeah. who, you know who it else would be good? Pink. Pink. I think pink is oh, badass. Pink could she throw would be down. Great. That would be awesome. Pink yeah. would kick ass in this movie. Yeah. Oh pink my would, gosh. Or Carrie Underwood. No, that's it. Yeah. Ooh, Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Underwood. Carrie Underwood would do great. I'm just trying to Although think. Although I still of, you go know, with pink. I'd still go with. Pink. I would have. Yeah. If we had made it ten years ago, I would have put Cher in. <laughs> just yeah. from the, moon, the Moonstruck days. Yeah. This is really good. This is going to be a great poll. Yeah, I'm so. excited for this. So can Here I can I say what I've been doing while I was listening? I was listening, but I was also looking up the actual chicken ranch. Yes. And, um, yeah. So they it didn't say anything about the sheriff and the woman that Mona is based on having an actual relationship uh, relationship at all. Uh, but the sheriff did go to Austin with three thousand signatures from the citizens of the county in favor of keeping the chicken ranch open and the governor refused to see him. So it was all yeah. for nothing. Uh, so that part of it did happen. What year was that? Went to, um, 70, 73, 1973. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the other thing that did happen is he did in fact punch out the investigative reporter from nice. Mason in the public <laughs> square, knocking his toupee off. <laughs> and he snatched it from him and stole it. That's, That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. So Marvin Zindler. Oh, Marvin what a Zindler. terrible name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so some of that did happen, but it, I mean that doesn't mean they didn't have a romance, but you know, it I think we'd know about it if they did. Um yeah. they would have yeah. probably that said seems something. very Hollywoodized. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like the Hollywood version, it's really cute. And only because it's like that she bought him sexy underwear and he's like uncomfortable wearing it and, and, and all of that stuff. The tiny little it, silver snaps. <laughs> the tiny little silver snaps. So cute. But, but in actuality, if like a madam was like, oh, I'm, I'm giving sexual favors on the regular to the, to the sheriff. It's like, Okay, okay, time out. That's that's not okay. Like that's really? that's you really bribery, like, right? I feel like that's fine. I feel like I don't know. Get, like, I feel like that's how you get a better bond deal on your land. <laughs> I feel like exactly that's the problem. For <laughs> how much that goes on in society everywhere for a madam to do that, you go girl. You get it. Well, see, and again, that's the problem. Is like, come on. How many deals out there? I don't care whether we're talking about real estate, business, banking, whatever field you're in. There are lots of business deals that go down where sex is traded for influence. And um, like yeah, Channing be naive about that. But. Yeah, stupid Channing Tatum. How else did he get into Hollywood? We all know. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay, now I'm distracted thinking about Channing Tatum. <laughs> 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 
Share, share your thoughts. I never knew I love for him until this episode. I, like, yeah, I was I like just thinking about it. how many Steven Soderbergh movies he he was in, and how Steven Soderbergh <laughs> really tried to keep pushing Channing Tatum on everyone. And I'm like, I wonder if they ever hooked up. Ooh, so anyway, yeah. that's take. where my mind was going. I like, um, the, I like the hot take there. Well done. Yeah, hot yeah. take. But hey. Dudes, ladies, do what you want to do. That's cool as long as it's completely consensual. And again, the Hollywood version, this nice version with Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton, 100% consensual and beautiful and nice. Um, in reality, was it actually like this? I don't know, but I would be, uh, I would be surprised if it was this nice but that's just your, me being cynical your version of this with you and Channing Tatum doesn't sound like it's going to be that nice I don't know how this is going to end it's going to be pretty dirty <laughs> <laughs> there's no pasties in that okay <laughs> okay okay we have to we have to bring up the fact that um <laughs> That uh, Charles Durning, who played the governor, uh, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor what? in this role. Really? Yes. I did not know that. He, Shut the fuck yes. up. Yeah. It was such he, a brief he, role. Yeah, he got back-to-back -back Oscar nominations for uh, for this and again for Best Supporting Actor the next year. In, no. Was it no? Because wasn't he the a, father? He was right? the father in yeah. Tootsie. Yeah. 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 Okay. But then he got, but then he got another best supporting actor role for, um, shoot, Mel Brooks and Bancroft. Or do famous the line from Shakespeare. Yeah. So, anyway, um, but he's so good in this, <laughs> and we need to talk about him because he <laughs> is a lot of fun. His musical number is terrific. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. care for it at all. You didn't? The sidestep one? Really? Oh, it's such a politician song. Oh, like, it's sure. I just, maybe that's why it bothered me. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I got up and went and got snacks. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's, it was funny and also weirdly personal because I have spent time. <laughs> in that Capitol dome and had and been in those like kind of press gaggles with people and trying to ask pointed questions in front of the press uh, to governor Goodhair, um, oh, Rick God. Perry and, and had, and, and had him sidestep a question with what I can't quite hear that the, the acoustics in here. Uh -huh. <laughs> so like, it is clever. you know, it was well done. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I enjoyed that as I'm like, oh my gosh, that is totally real and nothing has changed in 30 years. Mm -hmm. so. what, was, what was everybody's favorite musical number? I'm interested. What did everyone like the most? Hard Candy oh. Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Andy, what was yours? Was yours the Charles, the, the Dunning? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the sidestep one is my favorite, but, but come on, like... I will always love you is such a, a it's, yeah. it's and the I, quintessential torch ballad. 
I know that I know that that Dolly said that's Whitney's song now, and everybody loves Whitney's, but I still prefer Dolly's version over Whitney's. Mm-hmm. And I love Whitney. And God the rest way to soul, but uh, it like I prefer my music to be expressive more than impressive, and and Whitney's was impressive as hell. I mean, she reached octaves that most humans could never, but. Dolly's is expressive. It's you can feel the heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You, you could feel that emotion, and and so it's just so much better, I think. But I Heart Candy Christmas has just always been my favorite since the first time I saw it. But um, you know, it's a great song. That, that's. But yeah, I will always love you as a close number too. And and I also just kind of because it's so silly, the little bit bitty pissant country. That's a great one. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I like that one, but I, I also really like I just the choreography in the Aggie song. Oh yeah, <laughs> you just like all the bare ass. The butt. I mean, now, that you got, now that you got all the Channing Tatum smoke going in here, Andy, we better. <laughs> yeah, I just love the juxtaposition of a bunch of uh, well choreographed men on their way to a, a whorehouse on a bus, right? Like the, that's just such a. The movie is great, but that's such a unique scene that really um i think brought an extra layer to the movie i i i think those two dolly numbers are the are the better songs of course um Mm -hmm. but i really like what that added to it but i i mean you can't go wrong um even the one at the beginning where she's singing to burt reynolds in his underwear i can't remember how that song goes but oh sneaking around with you yeah i thought that was clever um yeah he's like but it wasn't channing tatum if it was channing tatum Yeah. In my dungeon. <laughs> would have been would have been better if not Burt Reynolds, but yeah. I think yeah. there's a version of that song. I really liked I Will Always Love You and then Sneaking Around. Those were my Yeah. But I loved how instead of being a breakup song, like it changed their path. Yeah. And I thought that was really lovely. But he was like, No. No, I'm not letting you go. Give me your bags. I love really cute. He just leaves. He just leaves and grabs the bag. He doesn't even say anything. He's just like, I'll be back. And he just goes and tosses all their stuff. And the way that the two of them, like the really slow parts where it's just the two of them talking and having these moments. I really liked those. a lot. Yeah. I thought they were at the campfire when they were sitting by the fire. Yeah. It was very sweet, very intimate without sex, you know, like it was very real, like real life to just like, Tell me about your day. Like, let's just sit here and talk. And the driving in the car together. Oh, that's like the best part of any relationship. That's like the first three months of any relationship they put into this. Only apparently they've been going at it for three years. And I thought it was lovely. Yeah, I I really like that, too. I just I, I I I got them as a couple. Um, even though I wasn't like all in on, um, Burt Reynolds, I'm like, okay, I get this relationship and they're really selling it. And I just, how many movies, how, how many movies did they end up being in together? This isn't the only one, right? Mm, weren't they in others Bert, together? Burt Reynolds and Dolly? Yeah. Were they in another movie together? I don't know I, if I, they I were. Mean, I had the same thought, JB. I thought they were in like a bunch of movies together, but I looked it up and I think he was in. I don't, 
one of the others, but it, they weren't in it as like. They didn't like together. each other. I, I doubt it. They didn't no. like each other at all. How funny is that? Yeah. Like yeah you're other. thinking of Dom DeLuise. Oh, yeah. They're in a bunch of movies. Same, same chemistry, Andy. It's just the same vibe. For sure. Same chemistry. You know, Cannonball Run. Very romantic. Uh, all Dogs Go to Heaven. Super romantic. See, I'm I'm deep on the Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise you, movies. You really I know are. Those. No. You're like, you're like Burt Reynolds, Dolly. I'm like, what? sorry, Channing, take a seat. You're second now in the dungeon. <laughs> yes, uh, Dom DeLuise, number one. Yeah. Apologize to uh, Dolly for insinuating you wanted to be in more than one movie with Burt. My bad. <laughs> I didn't know that they didn't like each other. Is that a? Is there more to that story, Melissa? Or I I just saw it while I was looking at the chicken ranch earlier. <laughs> yeah, he accused her of only being self-deprecating in public, Ooh. and she she said filming this movie with him was a nightmare. So, wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> who knew, wow. right? I, yeah, yeah. Because you can, you know, they're good actors. That's how you know they're good actors because you'll yeah. never be able to tell that from their scenes together. Yeah, yeah. I read an, an article where it said that she was trying to get more romance and more intimacy between them on stage at the beginning, but I didn't read that it didn't pan out that way, just that there was conflict between the two of them in the end. But hmm. maybe I read well. the wrong article. Maybe they were just totally full shit. I think both can be true. I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna take Dolly's side in this because yeah. Burt <laughs> Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, notorious asshole. Yeah. So, you know, um, but you know, if he's like, oh well, you know, she's a lot nicer in in public than in private. Like, uh, yeah. That's how most people are. When you point a camera in their face, they're gonna be super nice. So, yeah. Also, Bert well, can't, she, also she Bert might, can't say anything. She so. might be a jerk, but you know what? She's a jerk who gave a million dollars to help fund the vaccines, who gives free books away to, uh, yep. to children so they can read, who does all kinds of charitable things, who uh, actually pays a living wage to the employees who work at her park at Dollywood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she yeah. might be an asshole, like, it, like he's kind of implying, but you know, she's a really nice asshole. It seems, you know what I mean? Like, All he did that's was another die. reason. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think I don't think anyone's taking Bert's side in yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know a single like driven artistic person who hasn't occasionally had to like throw down and be quote unquote difficult in order to get what they want done. But this is one of those like horribly gendered things that, you know, if a woman does it, then they're being difficult or she's a bitch or whatever. But when a man does it, then, he's oh, an artist. He, yeah, he's an artist. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. yeah. So again, team Dolly on this one. Exactly. But, Team the Dolly on most the things. worst of yeah. the tropes. Yeah, another bad trope. Anyway, uh, 
do we have any any more on this or do we want to do we want to start talking about our let's do studio notes yeah Channing Tatum free studio notes Andy okay (laughs) okay first first the box office uh from a budget of 20 million this movie made guess how much money 102 million no it's a it's a good number it made 69 million million. (laughs) (laughs) 69.7 million which adjusted for inflation is 217 million wow nice oh that's a lot that's a big 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 movie um there are marvel movies that do not make that much money so sorry iron man 3 yeah uh no (laughs) iron man 3 made a billion dollars uh oh, Andy's power went out. You're talking out. about like Ant Man, probably. <laughs> yeah, I am talking about Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, uh, but yeah, a huge, huge hit, obviously. And uh, Dolly continues to have uh, that that great box office run. Studio notes. Um, how do we change this, if at all? Well, my first note is that it is completely just unrealistic that there's only one black guy on the Texas Aggies football team. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was just so glaring. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I was Googling that. I'm like, how many black people were on the 1972 (laughs) Aggies? Because what is this? And, but well, because I went back and forth. I'm like, well, I don't know. Texas A&M. Well, there was a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm like, so maybe there were only one or two black people on their football team. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Like, I'm sorry. No. no offense, white people, but you could get all the corn fed Iowa boys you want. You still need black people to help you run that football team. Okay. This just yep. like, no, that, that was very unrealistic. And there was only one black worker at the chicken ranch too, which that may have been more racism, like of the time, like. You know, how many guys, but you know, there's a bunch of white guys, even racist ones, like, you know, Thomas Jefferson sitting with this slave, like holding slaves, but oh, but I'm attracted to you, I'm going to have sex with you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there were those types out there, you know, um, so there was oh, only yeah. one black girl at the chicken ranch, too, so that, that, those two, those are my two studio notes, like, come on, you know, I know it was 40 years ago, but still, it, it you know, there. You gotta have somebody for all kinds at the very least. Mm-hmm. My That's studio, right. my studio note was change. Remember the Titans to have that musical scene in it <laughs> because I think I think I think oh, Denzel God. would have choreographed the hell out of that. So that's my only change. But <laughs> uh, do we get to see Denzel's ass? I mean, call it as you want. Uh, did it? Yes, did it Keanu, I thought Keanu Reeves made that movie already. Didn't he? There's a football one. And the replacement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was borderline yep. like a combination of this and a, and a serious football movie. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's true. It, it's yeah. sort of like an in between. Yeah. Um. My only real thing is like, yeah, I would swap out Burt Reynolds for someone else. I don't know who <laughs> though. Whether it's even if it's 1982 Tom or today. I don't know who you swap him out with, but oh, it's Tom Selleck, one hundred percent. You know this. Yeah. There is only one handsome, mustachioed man in the eighties, and it is Tom Selleck. Does he that have to have work. a mustache, though? I mean, he doesn't have to. 
No, but it's like the greasy te Texas sheriff thing, right? Isn't that the trope? Yeah, well, which is why Burt Reynolds fits it so well, because, you know. Well, but he doesn't sound like he's from LaGrange, Texas. And no. for that matter, neither does Gomer. But, you know. What about Jerry I know that Grant? accent. He was still alive back then. Well, I mean, the, the like, the city council members and whatever, like, those guys, those guys were Texans. Like, you could totally get get away with that. But I don't know. That those, like the other guys, were were like trying to play southern, but I don't know. Like I've I've been to Lagrange, Texas, one too many times. So, shout out Lagrange, Texas, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do because they replaced the chicken ranch with a coal-fired power plant, and oh it God. is the bane of my existence. Oh so. wow. I would much rather have a whorehouse in my city than a coal-fired power plant. The only thing you're good for, LaGrange, is a ZZ Top song, so deal yeah. with it. Well, the ZZ Top song about this, about the chicken ranch. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this, because it's the same place. It, yeah. Best Little Whorehouse and, and LaGrange are both about, yeah, they're both about the chicken ranch. Um... Best one-liners or quotes. This whole script was too good. I couldn't find one that I liked. There's you know just my ass a flame about three feet high. <laughs> <laughs> so quippy. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> I like the other one you said before about uh, getting your ass tickled by a feather. Yeah. Might be what happens. <laughs> What does the, a lot of um, great quippy quotes? In here. What's the me jumping up and down? I'd black both my eyes. Yeah, she's oh, got I a. Love that of, one. She's got a ton of funny ones. Like, well, I like I like some of Bert's too. Like the peeing in the peeing on my boots and telling me it's a rainstorm. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I got myself a pretty good bullshit detector, and I can tell when somebody's peeing on my boots and telling me it's a rainstorm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that one's those. It's like one of those uh, quotes that people attribute to like Texans or Southerners, and I never hear the actual Texans or Southerners saying shit like that. Like, it's far more clever, you know, that because I, I think people, because of the stereotypes of movies like this, they expect Texans to excuse me, have these quotes. I don't say that shit. I like period. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not that smart. We just, you know. Throw around terms like "come dumpster." And yeah, that, that was that was pretty quippy. I'm not gonna lie. There were two others I really liked. Of I always just thought if you see somebody without a smile, give them yours. And then oh, the one line nice. from Jewel where she says, "Honey, we see everything in this profession, but the one thing I ain't never seen, man or woman, is a grown up." That's my second favorite Jewel line. My favorite Jewel line is, "These hands are small. I know." They're not <laughs> I knew you were going to Sorry, I, knew. I didn't want to let you down. <laughs> All right. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jewel. Right <laughs> best side characters. Well, Deputy Jewel now. Fred. Oh, yeah. He's Deputy great. Fred. I love him. I love Jim Neighbors, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I did like Jewel, but the thing is. You know, 
she's basically like the wise old yeah black person trope you know what mm -hmm. i mean that, that like yeah it, yeah. it's, yep. it's a little bothersome yeah. um yeah. i guess i should have said that in studio notes probably you know um i don't know if it was actually a trope yet like as bad as it is now back here 40 years ago but it's yeah that's just a stereotype that's like oh yeah. Plus, she wasn't that wise because she's the one who advised Mona to keep the ranch open for the Aggie thing, and maybe that doesn't turn out so well. Stereotype. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I really liked um, uh, Darcy May. I thought she was a good side character. My favorite's the governor. I you like that business that. with his hat. You do love the governor. I do love the governor. I have never loved the governor of Texas Ever. the way that I, I love him. Actually, uh, no, I lie. I, I love Dan Richards. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I was not living in Texas when I Dan was. Richards was governor. Every I governor was. since then, unmitigated disaster. Oh, Terrible yeah. Terrible person. Yeah, totally. But she's one Let's of my Let's change that titles. next year, <laughs> Melissa. I, you know, I don't care if it's a, a fucking rat you know, running for governor against him, I will vote for the rat. <laughs> I don't care yeah. who it is. Rat who yeah. lives under taco truck. Yes, <laughs> I will. Wait, did you say rat who lives under a cum dumpster? I swear That's I heard something. I heard. <laughs> okay, that was great, bro. <laughs> that, that too, sure. Boy, yeah, I'm, better, never gonna, I'm never going to live down saying that, am that's I? A well, that's a well-fed <laughs> rat. Better than Abbott. <laughs> All of that's better than Abbott. Uh, yeah. And better than uh, our lieutenant governor, too, who's also an ass. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, we already did best song, um, so we'll skip that. But is this a good movie? Fuck yeah. This is such a good movie. It's delightful. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that unironically. Okay, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> so I love this. This was so fun. I These last two weeks, I, I it was so weird because, like, Oh, Disney princesses. We're going to have a great time with this. That was so serious. <laughs> and these, these last two weeks, it's Brooke just been was like yelling at us. Oh my gosh, these are great. I don't know anything about princesses now because Brooke was yelling at me. <laughs> no. Stupid princesses. Well, I don't know. It just feels so fraught, like the, the princess conversation. Yeah. But like, this is like, no, we can all enjoy this unironically and yeah. without any reservations these we are can just, say we can say cum dumpster during these princess movies we can't say cum dumpster <laughs> during the other ones yeah. yeah we'll we'll get back to that in, in a future episode i'm sure i don't think i'll ever talk about ethical pornography in regards to disney princesses unless you know maybe stockholm syndrome I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Mulan, probably. I don't know, but I want to know those websites because if women actually have orgasms in, the, in these in this porn, or if the lesbian porn is actually made for women, then I, I'm there. I'm, I'm there for it. it. We'll, we can yeah. talk offline. I'm creating the website, and we're getting actual creators to make the content and submit it, not actors. And we Andy's going to have about the chicken one. ranch. Yeah, mm -hmm. with actual sex in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And is is Dolly Parton's character a good person in this movie? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, she donated to the Little League, y'all. Come on. Yeah. 
oh, she was a pillar of the community. Good person. And <laughs> you, I, you I said, dare say... You said pillar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they drop it in there for Brooke. <laughs> I dare say, like, if, if she hadn't been around, um, you know, things would have been worse. And I'm sure, sure. were worse after she left. Anyone who can keep the sheriff happy is doing a community service. Seriously. Yeah. Especially one who's prone to firing off his gun in the air whenever he gets angry. Yeah. <laughs> keep that guy sexually satisfied or else. firing <laughs> off at home. You said yeah. pillar again. Yep. Uh, should you show this to children? I mean, how old? How old? I don't know. Children. <laughs> Define it how you will. Uh, children can be sixteen. <laughs> yeah. D. I. Yeah. I older kids. You know. I Whoops. think <laughs> that wasn't. I me. don't. I don't know that. Our. I don't know that this generation would care about like i don't think it would matter they to would them. just get mad at it or they'd be bored yeah they'd be like eh, i think i would okay. leave it out to let my daughter discover on her own because then I mean, she might I... feel kind of like naughty and enjoy it in a different way than if mom tried to show it to her mm. i mean all you, all you guys have to do is flip on tiktok for 10 mm. minutes and this movie is nothing Right. right yeah. so this is true. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna. I think the only thing their kids are gonna do by watching this film is go, "Oh, they actually wore this stuff. That looks really uncomfortable." Like that, that, you know, they'll have that kind of. Um, I think the older kids, Brooke, to your point, will like it because I think it'll talk to that same problem that kids today are having about gender roles and um, that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. I think you'd have to recast it, right, Brooke? You'd have to. Bring because yeah. kids. I don't know that kids know Burt Reynolds or Dolly or. Yeah. Hey, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, you asked how old of kids? How old were you when you saw this? Like eight or nine. I was pretty that young. age. Yeah. That age. Because because look, you are the perfect example. You saw this when you were eight or nine. You're great. So <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. My kid. I think that, yeah. Eight or nine is probably fine. You so. have the best vocabulary of any of us on this podcast. You dropped cum dumpster <laughs> and none of us knew. <laughs> yep. you, yeah. You are our quippy one, Melissa. You are uh -huh. our. Yeah. Um, awesome. Next no, week. Sure. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what time it is? It's <laughs> Sylvester Stallone time. Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's rhinestone time. <laughs> So, uh, and, and our, our friend Roy Fillmore is going to be here to, uh, to talk about Rhinestone, which is one of his favoritest movies ever. It is. So, so what's your guys' deal with the power? Like, seriously, are we actually um, going to be able to podcast or are you guys going to have rolling blackouts and we're going to have to stop every 20 minutes? I don't know. I mean, so, so we're far okay for now. Us, they just asked us to conserve at this point. So as far as I know, we're not going to get rolling blackouts but dude it's you got to 97 today here in san antonio and with the humidity they it's like 110 they said at one point today like you're not gonna get people to conserve in that you know what i'm saying it's yeah. too fucking hot not without whorehouses yep. there you go <laughs> yeah 
and give you a little bath and turn on the the fan with the with the bowl of ice and you just sit there and yeah i think just, brooke and i are, brooke and i laugh the same way it's 103 here right now yeah yeah people are going oh well you, you know we're out of water so be careful and everyone's going no yeah no thanks i'm gonna go ahead and speaking of myself. you guys yeah. if you haven't watched it yet you should watch in the heights <gasps> did you like oh it oh i loved it i haven't i tried watching it on hbo max and it kept skipping on me like buffering really? i was like fuck you the oh, second no. time that happened i tried to watch loki on disney plus and it kept buffering and I know it's not my internet connection because I can stream Netflix just fine. You know what I mean? On the same device. So I just think maybe a lot of people are watching it or something. And, you know, yeah. I just, it's, it they need be. more bandwidth, you know? I watched it on so Thursday. I and I don't know that a lot of people were watching it yet, but it was beautiful. It was so well done. I, I want to watch it like 10 times or whatever. And I might watch it a few times muted after that because um, I, I posted an article on Facebook about it how frustrating it is about what Latino representation right now in film and television. And I mean, I feel like stuff like this, we need to watch it like 2000 times or yeah. else they're what little Hispanic content they're making. They'll stop making even that because there's so little yeah. uh, right now. So yes, please go watch that. Everybody at home. I'm going to watch it again. I watched it and I just thought, you know, cause my, my grandmother, her family is from Spain and they moved to Durango, Colorado where her mom basically whitewashed them because she they were it was so racist and they were so treated like so horribly and she married a man with the last name of mcwilliams and tried to make them as white as they could be and <clears throat> i had no influence of that culture growing up until i tried to take spanish and i couldn't learn it and my grandma was so disappointed that i could speak german but i couldn't speak spanish and i think she wasn't as disappointed in me as she was in that she never continued the language of her people and her culture in our home yeah. and watching this movie it was just it was really beautiful and it needs to be watched a million times it was so well done it's it's really really beautifully shot and shout out to justin lynn as a, as a director who really elevated the material and made it just gorgeous to look at um there's a lot to be said about the movie, but it just, I don't know. We've watched it four or five times already in our house. My my son just like puts it on and is like, you know, repeat. And and after watching it, both my kids were like, can we go get, can we go get snow cones? Can we go get shaved ice? Aww. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda plays the Piragua guy. And there's a song about that. And so they, Did you watch the last scene of the, after the credits? Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everyone, stick around through the credits because there's an extra, an extra scene. What, is this a Marvel movie or something? I know, hell? right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great, and it's 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 more stuff with Lin Manuel Miranda and Chris Jackson. And if you know about their ongoing bromance, uh, it's it's fun to see the two of them. So, and they yeah. have power outages. That's why I brought it up. Sorry. <laughs> out, out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When, when I went to the press screening of in the Heights, we had a blackout in the middle of it. Shut up. Yeah, oh my God. It was crazy. The power went out and it was like, 
man, Warner Brothers, you guys got to stop with this, like, experiential thing, you know? (laughs) It's like the old Epcot ride at at Disney World where you'd be, like, going through the dinosaurs and the power would cut out every two minutes and you'd be stuck there and all the animatronics would be still. And you're like, oh, so they're all extinct and dead now. Okay, we get it. Yeah, not as much fun that way. Except for that one. (laughs) Uh, So... Okay, um, but next <laughs> week, funny in my head. watch Rhinestone, and uh, we'll talk about it with Roy Fillmore and uh, and all of you. So thanks, thanks everyone for being here. This has just been so much fun to talk about these Dolly movies. I love it so much. Thank you. It was lovely. Yay! 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 Okay. All right. Love you all. Bye, y'all. Big kiss from the best little whorehouse in Texas. Nope. Good night. Whoa. Shout out to cum dumpsters. <laughs> no. No. Sorry, goodbye. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it. That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.